Welcome to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology Podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used, or just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Coming to Dallas, Texas, September 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2018, the Blockchain and Future Tech Expo. This is going to be a gigantic conference of over 5,000 people. We're going to be talking about blockchain and its applications. We're going to be talking about quantum computing, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, and several other future technologies that are poised to and actually changing our lives as we speak. Here's why you should attend. As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s, from the dot-com boom in the 1990s, from the internet boom in 2005, from the smartphone explosion in 2007, from the real estate boom that ended in 2008, and of course, from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now. They don't wait till later. They go out west first, and their covered wagons, they find the biggest gold nuggets. If you consider yourself an early adopter and you want to find the biggest nuggets, then you owe it to yourself to attend this upcoming conference. Blockchain is going to affect how we control and store our medical data, how we send money around the world, how we bank, and more. But artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and cybersecurity will play a pivotal role in our lives as well. And that's why our next event, September 14th to the 16th at the Dallas Convention Center, is going to have not only 5,000 plus attendees, but will showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to bftexpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you. Hello, and welcome to Future Tech Podcast. This is your host, Juliet Lamar. And I have with me today Zohar Sangberg. He is the founder and CEO at Token. Hello, how are you? I'm great, Julie. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So, Zohar, why don't you start off with giving us an overview of Token and what you do there? Yes, of course. So, um, you know, we're all aware that uh, credit card cash and, and online fraud is a huge problem for everybody. Um, um, but knowing that doesn't really make a difference. And we came up with a way how each and every one of us uh, can actually uh, eliminate the risk from fraud or from being part of a data breach right now in a, in a very easy way. And what is that way? <laughs> <laughs> so um, the philosophy around data security says that if you don't want your data to be stolen, don't share it to begin with. Um, again, if you think about the process of how hackers work, um, they're going to try and, and attack databases that have our credit cards in them, ours, I mean, consumers, uh, and steal them. So if we as consumers can avoid having our cards uh, stored in those databases, essentially the hackers will have nothing to steal that can hurt us. So what we developed is actually a mobile app that enables you to create a virtual card. Uh, it's a next-generation virtual card. Um, you generate a card per store, uh, and this is the card that you can use on the store for now and forever. Uh, and essentially, even if this store is being breached and the card is being stolen, nobody can use it anywhere else. 
only you can use it at that specific store. Um, ah. When you use the when you use the virtual card in let's say Amazon, you save it as your default card, and from this point onwards, you don't need to do anything. Just check out regularly, um, and in the background, we will charge the account that you want to protect, whether it's your credit card, your debit card, or bank account. Wow! So it's like a single use card, except just a single use for for one company. You don't have to keep changing the card; just a single use for that one company. Excellent. Yes, exactly. So when, when, when we first started and we got some, some feedback from our users, uh, the security element, the security uh, feedback was to the roof. Um, we had some complaints about uh, the fact that they need to enter a card per transaction. And then we went back to the drawing board and actually now you have a card per store. So essentially, if you're thinking about it, the average American consumer is using 10 online merchants on a regular basis. So you need to really use the service 10 times just to create a card, put it in there, and that's it. Wow. So this is really upping security for the end user. Correct. Yes, this is something Correct. that absolutely we, uh, needs to be on the market. Yeah, I agree. I appreciate the feedback. Um, yeah, when, when you know, I, I started this company as a consumer because I, I just I just fed it with, with all the, you know, getting a call from a bank, your card was stolen, we're going to send you a new one. You need to go and update it in all over the all over the web, um, I actually forgot to update my, my water company and um, they stopped the water service, which wasn't a very nice thing, but you know what happens. Um, so yeah, by using token, we actually have the ability to eliminate all the different hassles that you usually have from a stolen card, lost card, unexpected payments, etc. cetera. Um, so we, we, we indeed take security and convenience as a result to the next level when it comes to online payments. And so you, if you're called token, do you have some kind of cryptocurrency or blockchain that goes along with this technology? No, absolutely not. We're, we're not using any cryptocurrency on any blockchain. Uh, we just don't believe it's the right technology to what we're doing. Um, in essence, if you think about blockchain and the security around blocks and, and tokens, um, it's a great security to make sure the integrity of the data remains intact. Uh, but the security element, the confidential element around the blockchain is weaker than other databases and other services. So our goal is to protect your confidentiality and not you know, the integrity of the data um, so we didn't go for only blockchain. Uh, we chose the word token because it, it, it just represents what a token is. You use something else which is not yours instead of using your own data. Absolutely. So these cards are completely useless if hacked. Correct. They're completely locked to, to the specific store that you use, it, you use them at. So if, for example, it's going to be Amazon or, or Pizza Hut. If somebody hacks Amazon database and tried to use it, let's say, at Best Buy, we're going to get a transaction request from Best Buy to authorize a transaction for a payment identity we know is only associated with Amazon. So we're never gonna we're never gonna authorize this transaction so you're completely protected. So it's not only you that is protected, it's essentially you just also protected the merchant. So the merchant will not need to deal with the, um, with the actual chargeback that will be involved in that. And here comes something which is even more interesting beyond that is the fact that every user that uses token actually help us find data breaches in a very early time. Um, we have a mechanism that knows how to identify data breaches in a matter of days versus the nine months that it takes today. And the more users we have, and the more our users are using the service, the network grows and the effect and our ability to find data breaches in a much shorter time increases. Wow. So it's a win. It's a win-win. It's a win-win-win and loss for the hackers. Yes. 
(laughs) (laughs) So where, what stores are accepting this, this form of payment? Who have you partnered with? We don't need to partner with anybody because we partnered with with our issuing bank and with MasterCard. So essentially Mm. every store in the U.S. that accepts MasterCard, which is 100% of them, accept tokens. Um, For, you know, regulatory reasons and, and, and compliance, there are some kind of merchants like money transfer or gambling that we're not going to service. Um, this is just the demand that our banking partners have. But beyond that, every every service provider, store, merchant, vendor in the U.S. that you can think of, except token. Um, and we're now also opening everything internationally, you know, country by country. Um, but you'll be able to actually use token wherever you want worldwide. Wonderful. So how easy is it to sign up for this service? So first of all, it's, it's important to remember that token is, is essentially intended for you to use online or over the phone. It's not when you go physically in the store. When you go physically in the store, you have Apple Pay, Android Pay, which are amazing solutions, and I encourage everybody to use them. They're really secured. Um, and when you're going online, when you're talking about you know buying something on Amazon on your computer, or if you want to call the local pizzeria, Amazon, uh, Apple Pay or Android Pay are not really going to help you, and this is exactly when we come in play. So the way to sign up for token is very easy. You download the app. Um, there is an onboarding process that takes around a minute and a half, two minutes. Um, it's, it's not very intrusive. We try to do it as friendly as possible. But at the same time, we're able to verify your identity and make sure that nobody else tries to impersonate you. We're using, in the background, we're using a, a, a methodology that we developed that we call it the three-factor identity. Um, so we cross-match information between your mobile records, your banking records, and, 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 and other personal information uh, in order to determine that you are indeed who you say you are. Uh, part of the process, of course, you link the payment account that you want to protect. Again, any U.S. bank account, any U.S. credit card or debit card. Um, and that's it. From this point onwards, you can create as many tokens as you want and use them wherever you want. Excellent. Um, are you looking to the future? Are you going to branch out into other types of credit cards like Visa? So our users can use any kind of card that they want. You can use Visa, you can use MasterCard, you can use Discover, you can use your bank account, you can use oh, any okay. debit card. It doesn't really matter. The oh, front of it, so. the, card, the card that you present to the merchant right now is a MasterCard card. But in the background, your account, whatever it is, Amex, Discover, Visa, MasterCard banking will be charged automatically. Excellent. This this day and age, you people are always concerned about fraud because it is it's so common, especially with um, all of our online purchasing. And you are taking this problem and really helping people feel more secure in what they're doing. Do you have any any personal stories um, in this regard towards fraud? Is that how you got into it? Yes, I mean, it, it started as a personal experience, but also has to do with my background. Um, I started mm-hmm. my career in the Israeli Air Force working in, in, on communication and security. So overall, I think that the first 10 years of my grown-up lives were in, that, in security, network security, data security. Um, and then I switched to, uh, to more of product and understanding consumer behavior, user behavior, and... Um, a few years ago, when my credit card was starting to get stolen um, every six months or so, uh, I was very frustrated. I was using PayPal wherever I could, uh, but you know, PayPal from one end works in 12% of the market, which is great, but it's only 12% of the market. Uh, and wherever I couldn't use PayPal, my card got stolen. 
and um, combining the user experience that I had and, and, and the experience and knowledge in data security, I came up with a solution of, of token in a way to implement that fundamental principle of data security uh, into, into the consumer behavior of payment. And um, that's, that's how we started and then uh, and, and, and we're in the company. That's fantastic. So on this journey to prevent fraud and to come up with a safe way for people to shop online and in everyday life, what are some of the things that you've learned? What are your biggest lessons? Wow, there are so many of them. Um, first of all, that, um, you know, the, the, the notion of uh, if you build it, they will come uh, um, is true. It's just the question is how fast they're going to come. Um, as a small company, it's always hard to put the message out there. Um, though you know, once people hear about it, they actually want to use it. Um, so this was something that we learned. Um, I think that on the business level is to make sure that you always partner with the right partners. Um, finding the right partnership is much more important than finding a partnership. Uh, and the same thing will go to co-founders, will go to employees, will go to investors. Uh, and I think that we were very, very lucky in that. We were all very consistent around what we wanted. Um, and I think that we also learned that the market, that the financial market, uh, is 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 a, is changing very slowly. Um, there is a lot of fear from change and uh, what change can bring. And sometimes the um, the market doesn't adopt solution that can help a lot of people and a lot of companies just because they don't know how it's going to affect their other businesses. Um, and, and as a security company um, that is focused only on protecting consumers' data, uh, we don't have anything other than protecting our users' data. So I think that to be very focused on your mission is very important also. No, absolutely. And this company is, is really groundbreaking. Are there other companies out there that are doing similar things? And how are you different than those companies? You have different companies that are trying to solve, you know, fraud from different different point of views. Uh, you'll have some of them like Apple Pay and Android Pay uh, that through user experience, but a very good security solution helps solve it uh, payments when you're on the card present level, when you go into the store. So instead of swiping your card, you'll tap your phone. It's very secured. You'll have companies that are trying to um, um, what's called tokenize. Uh, databases of, of credit card information, um, so they're trying to protect it on the on the on the merchant side, um, and then you have other solutions that are trying to do it for the consumers uh, um, in different ways. Uh, if it's going to be PayPal or it's going to be uh, um, a bunch of other companies that have solutions for security. I think that where we really stand out is in, in three main areas. First of all, our solution works everywhere. Every single merchant, every single store in the U.S. accepts us without having to do anything. Um, so I think that the availability is an important key here. The second element, um, we accept, we work with any kind of payment method that you want to protect. Again, any card, any, any, any credit card, any debit card, and any bank account. And I think that the third element, that it's completely free for consumers. Consumers don't need to pay for a service. So I think that if you look at those three elements, uh, I think this is where it's really different. Uh, and of course, beyond everything, the focus on consumers. Um, most of the security companies are trying to protect the networks or the merchants. We want to protect the consumers because we are consumers, and we think somebody needs to, uh, you know, to take care of us first. Exactly. I mean, that's you're for the people. 
Absolutely, and and as you said before, it's a win-win-win because the more users that we have, and, and each user protects himself. Um, a lot of our users, you know, bring their families in, which is great for them and and, and for us. And with every growing transaction, we're uh, we're expanding our detection network, the data breach detection network that helps everybody, even not token users, to find data breaches in an earlier time. Um, so um, essentially, I think that we're doing something for for. For the consumers, for the consumer, the individual consumer, but also for the greater good around that. Of course. Um, so you can use the card over the phone. You can use them online. If you are in a brick and mortar store, um, can you use the app to make in-store purchases as well? Theoretically, you can, but I don't think that it's the right use for that. I mean, hmm. you're, you're holding a mobile phone. It's either going to be an Android, so you have Android Pay, or it's an Apple. And, and, and iPhone, and you have Apple Pay, um, which are much, are much more built into brick and mortar. You just tap your phone, and the transaction goes through. Um, so I think that that's 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 where you know we're complementing each other in a way, uh, in, mm -hmm. in in protecting the consumers. Yeah, absolutely. It's more of a partnership. What this company is only a couple of years old, and you've achieved so much. What is on the horizon for you moving forward the next three to five years? Um, you know, our, our goal, our vision, and what, we, what we're really passionate about is, is putting the solution in the hands of as many Americans as we can. Uh, there is a very interesting and sad research from October last year uh, from a company called Paysafe that they found that 55% of American consumers believe that fraud is an inevitable, inevitable part of online shopping. 55%. I would really like to put token in the hands of those 55% and show them that you don't need to give up. I mean, there's always something that can help you. You can always get a better experience, and you don't need to give up. Uh, and the more users will be able to help, the you know the better will will grow, and the better we'll be able to serve more and more users. Um, and um, you know, if we will be able to get into the mainstream that every user in the U.S. will use it in order to protect themselves, I'm I'm going to be very happy. Well, of course. I mean, that's. That's good for businesses, people, everyone. Like we said before, win, win, and win. <laughs> yes, uh, absolutely, I agree. You know, it's um, it's a uh, it's it's very good thing. It's a very good feeling that you know that you're doing something, and and you know you're not doing something for the money. You're doing something for a greater cause. Cause, and and but you know at the same time that if you will be successful, a lot of people around you, your employees, your investors, your partners are going to benefit from that. And uh, you know, to be able to wake up in the morning and and, and just that you're doing something for the greater good, it's, a, it's it's an amazing feeling, and it's one of our major drives drivers. Of course, because you're doing something that you truly believe in, and that is furthering your own security. You're doing this for yourself as well. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that's how it started. And once you see that something works for you, and works for your friends, and works for your family, and your friends' friends, and you put it out there, and you're getting great feedback. Um, Again, it, ju it just fuels the system and lets you go more and more uh, and, and continue taking it to the next level. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're starting to find new partnerships that can help us reach more customers uh, and more users uh, with the message that, hey, you can protect yourself. You don't need to give up. You don't need to, uh, to be a victim. You can actually take a stand. Um, a, a lot of the feedback that we're getting lately, specifically in, in the last six months with all the uh, frequent data breaches that we hear about in the news almost every day uh, is that people are starting to say enough. I mean, I'm trusting those merchants. I'm 
I'm trusting those stores, I'm trusting those service providers with my payment information, and you know, they just keep failing us one after the other, but at the same time, I'm, I'm a captivated audience. There's nothing I can do. And um, mm-hmm. we're coming to them with a solution to tell them you can, you know, it's time for you to take matters into your own hands and, and protect yourself. You can do it. It's easy. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's quick. And, uh, and, and the response for that is great. And um, again, that's, that's something that makes us happy. And uh, the, when, when we put it out there that we're looking for partnerships, we see a lot of partners looking to, you know, join forces with us and help us drive it forward. And um, that's, that's what we're focusing, growing that. You know, with, with fraud becoming such a big issue and we're, we're forced to, to find alternatives for payment, what do you see the future looking like of the payment industry? Do you see this kind of technology being more prevalent and or different technology coming in? I think that there's a lot of technologies out there. Um, the problem is not with the lack of technology or lack of solution. The problem is with the lack of incentive from specific entities to implement those solutions. Um, mm. let's, 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 let's play a, a game for a second or, or let's take something in a very theoretical level. Theoretically, every merchant in the world can make sure that you will never get breached by simply not saving your credit card on file. It, it's a fact. But at the same time, it means bad business for them because they need to go and on the checkout process, ask for your credit card every single time. So there's no really incentive for them to do that. There is cost when you want to put security solutions. And in the end, the more cards they have on file, the more money they make. So there's an inherent conflict in the business model here. But if more and more users will, rent, you know, will, will vote by action and, and, and implement solutions or, or state out that enough is enough, they will be forced to implement solutions. Um, I think that you're starting to see states um, starting to um, come with new regulations. Uh, new York State is very advanced in, in, in things that has to do with protection of data and the fines that the, um, companies can, can get uh, or, or be fined if they're not going to protect information. Um, and I think that in the end, the regulator on a federal level will also start to do something to make sure that we are protected. It's our information, it's our data, and if we give it away to somebody, they have the responsibility to protect it. Mm-hmm. They do. They do. And, and I think a lot of times people don't take that responsibility as seriously as they should. <laughs> yes, and unfortunately, we see it, we see it every day. Um, you know, if, you, if you want to take it for, for, for a different direction for a second and talk about Equifax, for example, you know, the breach of Equifax, I think it's the largest breach ever in terms of how many people it may affect. Um, and, and, you know, Equifax holds our data and they're selling our data to other services. And in a way, we're becoming the product, not the customers. So they don't really protect us. They just use our data. Um, but if you, if you think about it, there, there are solutions out there that, that can protect us. If the regulator will decide that there cannot be any uh, um, credit inquiry without you approving it, it will not happen. And each and every one of us have a mobile phone. And imagine that every time that somebody will try to inquire your credit, you will get a notification to your phone and you have to, to approve it. So mm-hmm. only by that, you're going to save a lot of the identity tests that are happening in the U.S. There were almost 16 million people that experienced an identity test last year. So you wow. can save them. But somebody needs to come with the motivation. Somebody needs to come from, with a budget for a nationwide project like that. I think it will happen. I think it will take a few more 
years. Um, so um, by the time that things like that will happen, that the regulator will really make sure that the networks and the merchants are protecting us. Right now, we have a solution for ourselves that we can do it, and we can actually drive the change by showing, you know, the regulators and the government that, yeah, we care about our data, and you should too. Absolutely. So, Sohar, what what is the best way for people to find out more about Token and to sign up for this wonderful service? Um, everybody's welcome to go to our website. It's www.jointoken, in one word. Uh, and in there, you can put your phone number, and, and it will send you automatically a text with a link to download it from the App Store. Uh, you can also look for it inside the App Store. I just think that with all the millions and millions of apps in the App Store, it's just almost impossible to find apps there. Uh, so we're trying <laughs> to make it easier for users. So again, just go to our website. There's All the information is there. Um, our customer service are always happy to answer questions for potential users. Uh, active users and and, and, and and everything like that. Um, and bottom line, it doesn't really matter what kind of solution you use. I think that people should just know that there is a solution for them and they don't need to give up. They don't need to be a victim. Absolutely. Power to the people. Sohar, thank you so <laughs> much for joining me today. Thank you so much for joining me today and and sharing this great service that hopefully people will start to utilize immediately. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity, and uh, um, thank you for the interest and the great feedback. And um, again, everybody is welcome to download the app, play with it, uh, and just make sure that they're protected and, 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 and take care of themselves. Absolutely. You always have to be vigilant. All right, everyone, that was Zohar Steinberg, the founder and CEO at Token. You can go to www.jointoken.com to find out more information. Thank you so much for tuning in. This has been Juliet Lamar with Future Tech Podcast. Coming to Dallas, Texas, September 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2018, the Blockchain and Future Tech Expo. This is going to be a gigantic conference of over 5,000 people. We're going to be talking about blockchain and its applications. We're going to be talking about quantum computing, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, and several other future technologies that are poised to and actually changing our lives as we speak. Here's why you should attend. As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s, from the dot-com boom in the 1990s, from the internet boom in 2005, from the smartphone explosion in 2007, from the real estate boom that ended in 2008, and of course, from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now. They don't wait till later. They go out west first in their covered wagons. They find the biggest gold nuggets. If you consider yourself an early adopter and you want to find the biggest nuggets, then you owe it to yourself to attend this upcoming conference. Blockchain is going to affect how we control and store our medical data, how we send money around the world, how we bank, and more. But artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and cybersecurity will play a pivotal role in our lives as well. And that's why our next event, September 14th to the 16th at the Dallas Convention Center, is going to have not only 5,000-plus attendees, but we'll showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to bftexpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you. You have been listening to Almost Here. Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. 
Subscribe to this podcast, both to review and discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.